So she goes out with her mask and she's like, do you think it's okay? I was like, I think it's fine if you have your mask on and you go when it's not very busy. Yeah. So this is hilarious. So I am sitting at the house and I get this text that oh, no. comes through from Ben, which is our pastor. And it's a picture of my mom on the Isle of Shame wearing, <laughs> wearing her mask. She was like, it's the first time I've been out. Hey guys, Emily here. As I sat down to edit this week's podcast episode, I realized we completely forgot to even do an intro. We just hit record and started talking about podcasts, ironically enough. So consider this your intro. Welcome back to the UCAST. We really are glad that you're here. This week, we're going to be talking about the youth ministry at Crosspoint Fellowship and the programs and organizations that they're getting involved with and working with in order to serve well in our community. Um, we're going to talk about a few different ones. And so if there's anything that you feel like you are called to serve in or want to get involved in or just know more about, please, please, please reach out to us. You can email us at the UCAST at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram at the underscore UCast. We would love to get you plugged in. So without further ado, here is this week's conversation. We listen to some more podcasts when it's like an hour and 40 minutes. And I'm yes. like, oh gosh, just make it into two episodes, you know? Oh, that's hilarious. So, Depending on what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm. Well, like when I was driving know. to Lubbock last week. I mean, Greg and I listen to. Uh, what do I listen to? We listen to True Crime Brewery. Yeah. We listen to one called The Minds of Madness. Yes. That's the and one. then listen to our our trinity of podcasts. <laughs> we listen to True Crime Brewery, The Minds of Madness, and then we listen to uh, the Good News Cast. There's <laughs> like seven episodes of that. that like, is, so that kind of like and, washed out yeah, the, the crime. Yeah. It was. Yes. A, Todd was at his mom's the other day, and he was just telling her about you know they're just chatting, right? And Something about a podcast came up, and she was like, "What's a podcast?" Right, and I was yeah, like, "We're there." Oh, oh no! I, I like, downloaded. The whole world has opened up to you. I listen. Really? It's the truth. I downloaded the podcast app for my mom. Yeah, and I was just like, "Okay, here, add these, add these, add these." You know, so. Well, anyway. your mom uh, email, not email, DM'd. She did for a sticker. Yes, she did. I have it actually here today. Awesome. I need to give it to you. She'll be here at lunch today. So we're going to have it seen oh, her very great. much this week. You yeah. know, it's kind of a big week. She's been, you know, in isolation for probably seven months. I mean, yeah. literally, she's, oh, yeah. this is the funniest thing. She's been one place. Um, sorry about the sounds. Okay. My dog, Ranger. Hey, Ranger. He's bringing me a toy. Yeah, he is. It's kind of wet though. Um, yeah, and it's kind of gross. Go lay down, bud. But my mom's been in isolation for like seven months and she's gone out once to like, she's driven through places like she's yeah. driven through Sonic or, you know, to get, get her Some raspberry water or something raspberry water to get out. But she went to Aldi yeah. to go down. Do you, do you, are you subs like, do you subscribe on Facebook to the Aldi nerd? No, but Grams has told me about this. Oh my gosh. Well, they have, um, everyone posts about the AOS, which is the Isle of Shame. <gasps> and so Aldi has is that, that what that's one. called? Yes. I love that. I 
it has that one uh, that one all that's yes. like all their sell stuff and everything and so it's so fun like, well and it's people, all the stuff that would never be on your grocery list but you spend but you a load of money get. on it it's so cool oh yeah i buy my bath mats there yes because they're those foamy ones yeah they're yeah. great yeah. so she goes out with her mask and she's like do you think it's okay I was like, I think it's fine if you have your mask on and you go when it's not very busy. Yeah. So this is hilarious. So I am sitting at the house and I get this text oh, that no. comes through from Ben, which is our pastor. And it's a picture of my mom on the Isle of Shame wearing, <laughs> wearing her mask. She was like, it's the first time I've been out. That you know? is amazing. So anyway, I but she's it. she is actually going to start back to church this week. Okay. And she went up there and walked around and um, yeah. looked at everything and how it was spread out. And so she's going to come and then leave a little early, but she's, yeah. she's pumped about it. So Good. I'm glad. So. We're talking about going back this week just because, you know, Todd's thing so is like if everybody can have a mask. Oh yeah. 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 Which uh, Ben and Christy came over to the fire pit the other night and mm -hmm. he was like, everyone had a mask yes. on. There may have been like one person, you know? Yeah. And so, and you nobody's just, taught like it's so weird because it's like we're all in there and then we all just leave leave yeah and if you talk i mean people will stand outside and talk yeah. but there's no gathering spot really other than the parking lot right. which is congested outside's mostly. a little a little safer anyway for yeah, whatever is. reason you know it is so we're so are you table. still going to be house sitting we are going to be house sitting you're still going to be over there in the land of paradise <laughs> with the pool well yes the land of paradise that's that is my parents' house because they're going to be out of town and they do have a pool. But yeah. the bummer about it is we were supposed to be in Mexico for our 10 year anniversary. Yeah. Oh, what's your anniversary? Well, it's not till December. Okay. But it was cheaper going to go now. in August. Yeah. And y'all are travelers. And we, we had to um, postpone. Yeah. Slash cancel. Slash uh, that's rough. Maybe you so, can just make, you can make do by laying around the pool. Yeah. You know, except there will be no one to prepare my food for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Like there would have been in Mexico, but that's okay. I bet you could hire some young adults to come over and cook <laughs> for you so they can use the pool when they want to. So that's exactly right. Anyway. That's hilarious. Well, um, so guess what I'm doing? Tell me. So I have, so I'm not an ebook reader. Do you read on like like a Kindle or something? Yeah, no, I can't handle it. A like, part of me dies every time I see someone doing that. Like I have to hold the book in my hand. I want to smell it. Yeah, I want to see how much I've. Left. Now I listen to them. You know that. Yeah. Like I can do Audible all day long, yes. but I decided that um, I need to start retraining the brain and the eyes to read and all of that. So what are you reading? Well, I've got so what I did is um, I, I have a couple books that I've had on hold for a couple years, like in my house that yes. I've just been hanging on to. They're just fiction, you know? And so I set them out and then I went. So you can look at them So I day. can look at them and go, okay, I need to do this. I'm going to have to set time aside to do this. So I, ha I started getting ready for school for this year with Amos. Mm -hmm. And um, I had gone to a thrift store somewhere and I found like, this is crazy, okay? <laughs> Not 17 ready. books. <gasps> yeah. So some of them are for him, like his readers, you know, and then some of them were books that I had just things I've been wanting to read that yeah. were like on Oprah's book club That's list awesome. or something that I've heard really good things about. Yes. So I, I bought, I got the books. So I got like 17 books. This is hilarious. 
17 books plus three shirts <laughs> for Amos. And they were like, it was like seven, it was eleven dollars total. Mm -hmm. Eleven sixty. Yes, it was. So what? Anyway, pardon the background noise. <laughs> this is children. It's like falling on the ground. He said, ow. I know. We are not feeding right, your children. Ding, 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 ding. And then the kids are falling like while they're trying to get into the refrigerator. <laughs> um, so, Todd and I started a book. What is it? So he doesn't love to read, right. but he loves books. It's bizarre. That's neat. So I am audible. Right. So I read it out loud. Oh, nice. To him. Nice. And I'm better if I'm hearing something read. So like, me even too. if it's me. Me too. You know? And so we started a book called Midnight in Chernobyl. Oh, about the nuclear power plant that, yeah, like I remember, you know, exploded or whatever the word is for it. It is fascinating. Wow. It's like 400 pages. So yeah. it's going to take us forever to get through. But we started reading it on a road trip recently. But um, it is actually terrifying how much stuff just got tossed to the side. Over, right. Like he kind of backs it up several years when they're creating nuclear reactors and how they would know something if wasn't something exactly was right, right. And but they were they just, like, well, let's go yeah. ahead. Yep. And mm -hmm. so much secrecy and like people who were in charge of a power plant wouldn't even know that something was so going how on. is the how's the author connected to the book? I don't know okay. exactly how the author is, but he's been working on this book for twelve years. Oh gosh. And okay. so he's like been um I think his name's Ag Adam Higginbotham or something right. like that. But working with people who were there when it happened, wow. people who, you know, just know okay, a lot okay, about it, exactly. all of that. And so, yeah, 12 years to write the book. Wow. Because they, and as of like a couple of years ago, there were some, um, some documents that were classified up until right. a couple of years ago. Well, then those got unclassified. And so that brought wow. light to a lot more stuff. So it's really, that is neat. It's fascinating. Now, are you a suspicious person by nature anyway? Like, do I assume the worst in people? Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> you went that far. so maybe. <laughs> I just meant like when something crazy happens, mm -hmm. do you go, oh, there's a, oh, something yeah. kind of conspiracy. Somewhat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I am too. Yeah. yeah. Only probably only because in light of recent years, yeah. things start coming out and you're like, oh, Oh yeah. That didn't just happen. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, you're yeah, a little yeah. stitious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So then you start thinking about, you know, like, uh, JFK and the grass. Right. Like, okay. Well maybe there was conspiracy there. Yeah. Maybe. Even though when maybe I never would have thought there was before. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I do like that kind of stuff. I do too, man. Now I'm not a flat earther. <laughs> Although I do love listening to flat earthers talk. Man, I can listen to people all day. <laughs> all day. Day. I'm like, sometimes I, I'm just yes. happy I've been invited to the conversation when it's about stuff I don't agree with or I don't. Oh, I'm just yes. like, I am so, I'm ready to go, man. I'm if ready to I, listen for hours. If you are 1000% confident in what you're saying, huh. even oh, if I yeah. disagree with it, I, I want to hear it all. 100% into the conversation. I keep, I'll have stuff happen during the day where I'll think, man, I am so glad that I get to be a part of this and <laughs> I can go home and tell Greg about it. <laughs> Yeah. This is going to be fodder for the dinner story, table. Man. <laughs> I know. Okay, so what are we talking about Greg's today? Do we have a... Are we going? We're going. We've been going. <laughs> We're going. So last week's episode was really good. 
Um, it was. People loved hearing from the young adults. Yeah, good. Which I loved talking yeah. to them. They they did a great job. I they mean, were naturals because I had anticipated just some like dead space, mm -hmm. you know, like who's going to talk mm -hmm. next type of thing. Nope. It does. It did renew a sense in me as a parent mm -hmm. to say, and I'm sure in you too, as discipling uh, these young women to, to go, oh gosh, what we're doing actually translates into their life. In yeah. some way, because it's kind of to hear them. It is terrifying, terrifying to hear all of them talk and to know their backgrounds, which our listeners aren't really. Some of them are privy to that, but not all of them. Right. You go or I was sitting there thinking, goodness, like everything like I could I would be able to match them with their parents. Yes. Without even me. You know what I mean? Because yes. they are so similar in how it all plays out that that. Mm -hmm adage that you you know you learn what you live mm -hmm. it's just amazing it is amazing and how it just shapes and forms yeah. and does all that and like yeah it puts so much more weight to you know yeah what we're doing yeah on a daily basis you know it it's does. not just this long game it is a long game but it's not just like we can look into the future and go well i hope this worked out it's our daily decisions that are it matters that are mattering yes yeah yeah, yeah. even just those um someone said this the other night and it made me think about it in, in a new way that when we engage with with students with youth with parents with young adults that we're making small deposits mm, and yeah. like being being present for those engagements yeah. and actually you know listening to them and trying you know if, if they when they say something actually trying to have an engagement about those yeah those things yeah. so so i think you mentioned it on last week's episode about the youth and kind of how they're moving and things you're instituting do you want to talk about that sure i i forget sometimes that because you and i see each other a couple times a week yeah but I forget that you are heavily, you and Todd are heavily involved with the young adult ministry. And mm -hmm. so I don't always talk about the youth ministry as much. And right. it's been such a weird time of trying to establish some normalcy when uh, this, you know, we've been in isolation and people have different comfort levels Yeah. Um, at for re-engagement. Um, yeah. We talked about, I think you're referring to, uh, we talked about the parent meeting mm -hmm. that was coming up and Mills on Wheels, I think was, uh, I don't even know if we directly oh, well, said that, but we said no, the we senior did. center. I think that was a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically this last Wednesday night was, I think the second week that our youth ministry has met in person. And so kind of the, the compromise or the, the sweet spot that we found is that we set up these, three tents outside and mm -hmm. they're those just like the academy tents yeah, with the like blue. A big canopy type exactly thing. a canopy that's the way to say it so we just set those up between the youth building and uh, the education building and set up a portable sound system um oh, nice. yeah it, it really has helped uh one of the things walking into um this that i you, you know it's real weird because i was a youth minister when i was younger uh, mm -hmm. like 20 years ago, actually, you know, for a lot of years and then um, had a long stint now where I haven't done that. And right. now I'm back kind of in, in that process. And one of the things, how different is it now? It's so different. <laughs> Should we just do it? Are you a little further removed? Is listen, what you're saying. Here's what I've removed from. It's so healthy that I'm further removed. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. 
Yeah. I mean, the fact that I've raised a couple of kids yeah. and that I know, oh gosh, I'm not going to die on that hill. Or, hey, maybe the parent actually knows their child better than I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, hey, maybe there's a logic as to why we don't let this happen or this happen, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I won't do anymore is I'm not going to yell over a group of students because it sounds like I'm mad all the time. Isn't that right? And so kids are going to talk. Kids are going to be interactive. And so I, the first thing I said was I'm, we're putting the sound system up. It, yeah. it may not sound fabulous. Yeah. You know, I may sound like I'm at an outdoor tent revival. I may be, you, you I don't what? care. Come on people. If people I, start I coming mean, off the streets, on. you're like, join. Here but we I'm, go. I'm like, I am not yelling. Yeah. So we, we have the mic set up out there. Uh, we have a, a, a student that leads us in worship. Um, a young adult actually, Great. who is also a grow group leader awesome. and um, he's leading in worship. And then, you know, we just do a game and, and uh, just stupid stuff, you know, That's just awesome. lots of, it's what the youth life is. Yeah. They love though. it. It's you great. know, but one of the things that, that I have really been thankful that God has done is he has, he's given me this vision for, um, what I'd like to see, you know, and I, I told Greg the other day, I was like, it's all I got. So, yep. uh, you know, this is, I, this is what I do. It's the same thing in every, you know, I'm not reinventing the wheel. <laughs> it's better you know? than having too many options. Exactly. To decide what to do. Exactly. So this, this Wednesday night, I talked with them because we, I've, I've met several times with the parents mm -hmm. through zoom Okay. and said, Hey, this is what I would like to see. Uh, but one of the things, and you know this, because we talk about this with young adults that I feel really strongly about, is that we're not we're not going to highlight the going mm -hmm. until we're doing it here. Yeah. You know, I think that even though we understand the significance, the important and the, the importance and the mandate of going, mm -hmm. our students can skip something there. If they can skip a link, they can take a big jump. Yep. If we're not spelling out for them. Hey, this is the normal Christian life that you are involved in your community where God has sovereignly placed you. You were born here yep. because of God's sovereign plan. Yep. And, you know, your hometown, a lot of times I know, like in our hometown, we're constantly like, you know, bashing it or saying stuff about, you know, this isn't my hometown. So <laughs> right. I'm not bashing it. But exactly. But in your hometown, when you were growing <laughs> up, you know, but teaching, you know, trying to impart with these students, the fact that there are so many people here mm -hmm. who need the church. Well, and the they fact of the, the matter body. is more, more of them will stay statistically than go. Mm -hmm. And when I say go, I mean like overseas, the big, you know what I mean? Like, like long-term, long-term, this is my career. This right. is what Vocational I'm doing. Missionaries. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, so what we have, what we did Wednesday is we read uh, James one twenty seven mm -hmm. and basically said, Hey, you know, the world says religion is bad. Um, James doesn't say religion is bad. James mm -hmm. just, James points us in the right direction with religion, right? Here's what religion uh, should do, you mm -hmm. know, and should be. And here's, here's what the purity of that look, you know, what this looks right. like in a pure form. And it's, you know, to, to minister to the widows and the orphans mm -hmm. in their distress, it says, mm -hmm. and then to keep oneself uh, unpolluted by the world. Mm -hmm. And so basically just to kind of sum up what we talked about there was that, um, 
you know, I kind of took the unpolluted from the world and kind of drew back where, where Jesus basically says, you're going to serve God or you're going to serve money. Money yep. is the God of this world, which yep. obviously in America we can see completely. Yep. And so in order to not serve money, in my opinion, you have to have a, your eyes have to be turned toward, toward other people and what's going on in the world mm -hmm. and how impoverished um, our society is on mm -hmm. so many levels. And so then we talked about, um, we have three outlets that we're going to start moving toward. And you jump okay. in here, Emily, anytime, because I'm just sharing with you. Yeah, kind of well, I was, on this, <clears throat> the one thing I was thinking about when you were talking about James is, uh -huh what a great person to pull that from because he was Jesus's brother, mm -hmm. half brother, however you want to call it, didn't believe mm -hmm. and then ended up mm -hmm. believing, you know, it was, yes. that's just a nice connector for, for youth, young adults and Almost. adults to yeah. go, okay. He didn't really get it at first either. Right. But then he did, yeah. you know, and yes. now he's telling us how to do this yeah. well, you know, and I, you know, I think, uh, for us to stand back and go, okay, how are we, you know, how are we to live? Well, he's telling us how to live. Exactly. Very practically. You know, very practically. Yeah. And um, we just, we, we kind of laid it out and said, you know, well, we have the director of uh, the Rafa Clinic, mm -hmm. which is Theresis Adler is, is in our body. Mm -hmm. And um, the Rafa Clinic is, do you want to talk about that? You tell a little bit about that. Um, yeah. What kind of what they do that, well, they're a pregnancy resource center who offers, I mean, bukus of resources to families, not just women or mm -hmm. babies. You know, they do um, motherhood classes, mm -hmm. parenting, fathering classes, or um, really practical um, just information for people who may not have accessibility to that. They also are, um, all their services are free. And so you, you how can many get people sonograms? That's what I was gonna say. How many people would you service like in a, a week, maybe? Do you oh, know? Gosh, often? I have no idea. Well, I have no idea because when I was there, it was transitioning COVID. into COVID. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, which but was it's a very lot. different. I mean, they have a, a lot. lot of activity and, and, and they've, you know, been there for so many years yes. that it's like a stable source for women. Mm -hmm. They know it's safe to go there, they know they can go there for help. And the women working there, that's what they want to be doing. Right. They love that population population yeah. and demographic and people. And it's a great way for our kids to get involved. Right. You know, so so one see. of the things we did is we drew from that passage about the orphan uh -huh. and talked about how, you know, the Rafa Clinic deals with um, unplanned pregnancies mm -hmm. and trying to really shine a light on the fact that that human life is is has begun yep. in the womb and that uh how to how to preserve that life mm -hmm. with these with with these parents who sometimes are not married mm -hmm. and things like that but then i also kind of drew the orphan into that to say that you know when we're talking about the orphan we're talking about the fatherless mm -hmm. and we're and we're not just talking about the baby that is in the womb um not having a dad present but we're talking about the young lady who might find herself pregnant uh, a lot of times we see a strong connection with them coming from a home where they have been fatherless as well. Mm -hmm. Not always. Mm -hmm. I mean, but, but kind of taking that to go, okay, how can we have our hand in mm -hmm. um, this orphan ministry, yeah. you know? And so Rafa, it seems like a natural outflow for, for our students 
And, and one of the ways that they could help was very practical is that yeah. we have a couple of students who are going to begin um, picking up a, a big, they, just a big bag of diapers once mm -hmm. a week uh, when, when people donate diapers to the clinic. Sometimes they're just in a huge bag, all different sizes, and they're going to sort those diapers and divide them up into huge, you know, Ziploc baggies so that if a parent comes in and they need size four diapers, then then the staff can just grab those diapers. Yep. Letting them see that there's a behind the scenes aspect to this that absolutely has to be done. A lot right. of people think it doesn't just mean, just, you know, counseling a girl who had an unplanned pregnancy or counseling for post abortion, maybe right. even those seem very big and unachievable if you're in the youth or young, you know, like that just can't do that's it. just not where yeah. you're at, but you can bag diapers, that's right. which is extremely helpful. Right. You know, because when the ladies up there at the clinic are busy with other stuff, when they can just walk back to the storeroom and grab me, a bag of yeah. diapers and hand it to a girl, mm -hmm. then, you know, that's well, and I think, helpful. you know, we, I, I say this a lot, but I feel like I'm, I'm trying to, I don't know why this is so important to me, probably because, you know, you and I've talked a lot about like, I'm a two, three on the Enneagram. I'm a very, an extrovert, um, you know, Wait, you identify as a two with a three wing mm -hmm. or a three with a two wing, two with a three wing. Gotcha. And very much so, um, trying to make things happen and, and mm -hmm. being a part of connecting and all of that. The introvert mm -hmm. in our ministry has been called by God and can be used by God in the same way that an extrovert yes. can. And I feel like I beat this drum to death because I want students to understand that no matter how God created them, there is a place for them in the body of Christ and a place to be used and that their gifts are just as important and they don't have to, they could be so shy mm -hmm. and they can bag diapers. That's right. They And that's a ministry. Yes. You know, this, the difference between what we're doing um, you know, the difference between the, between missions and the Peace Corps is <laughs> yeah. the root and the fruit. You yeah. know, it's, it's that we're, we're doing the this. And the yeah. We're doing this because of what Jesus did for us, how Jesus met our needs. And mm -hmm. so we're moving out to meet others' needs as a result of that. Yeah. And not just trying to create better humans and, um, you know, my kids are yelling in the background. <laughs> over the microwave or whatever. It's an important time to have some chicken nuggets right in the middle of this. Anyway. Okay. So you but, said but three the point things. Is, so, Rafa is that, so, the, so Rafa is one of them. The second one um, that we talked about was, uh, was um, the senior center, which okay. uh, no one from our immediate congregation is like in leadership at the senior center, but we do have a young adult that, um, is working there. Okay. Um, and we've had, um, it's Rebecca Caldwell. We've mm -hmm. had many conversations about, um, about just how to be involved with that population. And then I was a volunteer there for Meals on Wheels. And, okay. um, you know, w they had an, uh, a lot of senior adults who were volunteering to deliver meals to other senior adults for, you know, it's, it's just a daily meal delivery service. Mm -hmm. But it's a little more than that. You are taking food, but you're knocking on a door mm -hmm. and you're you're making eye contact with the senior adult who has not had eye contact with anyone maybe the whole day. Right. And also making sure that they're okay. Because mm -hmm. if they don't have family looking in on them and then we knock on the door and they don't come to the door, then we make a phone call. Right. 
And so youth can do that. So yeah. that was kind of how I identified widows okay. in that senior yeah. area, widows in their distress. So we had 10 uh, members show up this Wednesday to start volunteering. That's and great. It was fabulous. And, um, you know, if, if someone's listening who's in our church who wants to do that, I mean, they can contact me uh, because we need just drivers. Like my mom, for instance, um, is a, is a driver for me. So she can't get out to go right. deliver food, even though we're wearing masks. Uh, but it saves my life to have a driver because I can get all of these mm-hmm. meals delivered in an hour and a half. Oh, nice. At 30 meals, you know, right. 33 meals, I think in an hour and a half. Wow. And, and so we had, we had three cars that went out this last week. I believe we're going to have four go out this next week. That's we have awesome. a, an additional drive. Well, actually two additional drivers this next week. So we'll be able to kind of divide and conquer a little bit, yeah. maybe put them on some different days as well. Uh, the last one was uh, when, when we were talking about uh, keeping oneself, um, you know, unpolluted basically by the world was about money. And so we have um, um, Adam Bean who works at Hunt County Shared Ministries, which we call Fish Ministries, which yeah. is a food ministry. Uh, where people can drive up and they get a box of food. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's food from local grocery stores. He goes every day and picks food up and every day he gives food out. Um, but because of this, you know, you have an impoverished impoverished population uh, that comes, you know, there, there may be people that maybe struggle with mental illness mm-hmm. or people who have just hit a rough patch or people who just never can really make it from month to month or week right. to week. And so just having that, that ability to serve um, that population um, and to show up and be hands to carry boxes out to, right. to those uh, for the, the seniors that may pull up or the handicapped or, or whatever. Um, we have uh, three students that are going to begin um, volunteering there weekly okay. in August. And so just to create some longevity, you know, of having people having, having students there. So yeah. that's kind of where we're at. I love it. Yeah. So I guess uh, if some of our parents are listening today or young adults or even senior adults in the church who want to be involved with this, there's a place for them to serve. And, um, you know, I, I do want to add one more thing. I was just thinking about this this morning um, about um, if someone were to say, well, why does the church need to be connected to this? I mean, isn't this mm-hmm. something that someone could just sign up for on their own? Like they don't really have to go to church to volunteer. Right. And they don't, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have to do that. But this is what we're doing um, from the church is good fruit. And so we want to go into those areas and just naturally Mm -hmm. uh, meet needs. and. and Well, and I think it's showing the community what the church is Mm -hmm. because a lot of our community is so unchurched, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and I think it's a balance between doing that, going to them and showing them the church is not just these pretty buildings Mm -hmm. where people go into and have their lives all sorted out, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's also, on the other hand, showing the youth we can have fun and go to camp and play games and be crazy at the same time of serving others and learning what that looks like. Like just because we love Jesus doesn't mean we're just nosing the Bible, beating people over the heads with it all the time. Exactly. You know, like it's a lifestyle and this is how we do that. And unless any of us think that that could not be us. Right. I mean, exactly. especially during this pandemic, we've mm-hmm. had 
families who have lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know our family participated in the free meals that uh, the school district gave out. During- I heard from so many people how how much of a blessing that was. It is. Just- you know, if you have if you have multiple children. And, you know, you are used to a budget, a food budget of saying, okay, we're not providing three meals a day for, for our kids. Like if you have kids who they're up and out before the sun comes up to go to school, mm-hmm. they eat, sometimes they eat breakfast at school sometimes. And then of course they eat lunch at school um, and then they come home. So you're providing dinner, uh, you know, for us. Uh, we had heard about the free lunch program that the school district was going to give out to the community. And so I contacted a couple of our neighbors and just said, Hey, you know, your kids are home too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do y'all want to, you know, we went on a rotation actually of picking the lunches up. And I mean, when we drove through to get the lunches, um, they provided like a breakfast, something Mm -hmm. for a breakfast um, lunch, and then also a sandwich or something that would work for a dinner in case you had, oh, wow. yeah. you know, children who they, they couldn't, they didn't have access to that, you know, right. um, because obviously we have kids who go home on Fridays, um, and they don't have much food throughout the weekend. And so mm-hmm. they do rely on they the rely school on district yeah. for that. And so for us, it served as a real buffer to kind of go, gosh, you know, um, this is, we've got all of our kids at home and this really helps, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so uh, less any of us think that we're above um, needing, right? We're not. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when we uh, come in contact with people, I mean, we're on uh, a level playing field with them. And so um, may, you know, hopefully uh, we won't need assistance at, you know, at any point, but, right. but guess what? Thank you, Lord, that we live in a society and a culture that has those, you know, that mm-hmm. has those resources. Because um, I know, like in our in our congregation, we pray for a people group every Sunday. Um, I know when I was in India, uh, the one thing I came back with, I told Greg, is that every single task is laborious where yes. we work. Every task, trying to get water for the day was laborious. Trying to mm-hmm. get food cooked, try everything. Where right. we were. Yeah. And so um, I, it's like 10 extra steps to get one thing. Done, yes. It seems know, like for I mean, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just keeps our, you know, uh, our eyes on Jesus and realizing that none of us are here by our own efforts. Mm-hmm. So, well, and perspective is good for all of us. It is. You know what is. I mean? So, all right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. If you have questions, comments, would like to know how to get involved in any of these ministries, uh, just reach out to us at, uh, the UCAST at gmail.com or on Instagram at the underscore UCAST. And we will talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.